Hey everybody, how's it going? It's Connor Kerpat, the Couch Coach, coming at you for the first podcast. We're going to see how this goes, my first podcast. Not the first podcast I've ever done. I've done ones for my film site, I've done ones with friends before. I've done ones like comedy ones, I guess you can call it. Nothing popular, obviously, you know, otherwise I'd be making the big bucks. But this is my first one for the site. Uh, on the site, I've done a couple pieces on the NFL so far. I talked about free agency, I talked about the draft. I'm going to try to do more pieces. Obviously, there's no sports for me to write about right now. I'm going to try to do ones about the NBA, though. Definitely the MLB. NHL, going to try to. NCAA sports, going to really try to. So we're going to see how that all goes. Uh, Make sure you guys check it out if you haven't yet. Uh, Couch Coach is the website. It's my name. And there's also a Twitter page, Couch Coach Con, at Couch Coach Con, spelled with Couch with a C, Coach with a K, and C-O-N Con. So check it out if you haven't. But today... What we're going to talk about is the NFL draft. Now, this draft was a week ago, so I took the time to really think about it. I haven't, I've been busy with, I know you're thinking, how's this guy busy? It's quarantine. What could he possibly be doing? Well, I've been doing a lot of work for school, trying to keep busy, trying to work out, and I haven't really gotten around to this yet, but now I am, you know. Anyway, it's been a week, so gave me time to think everything over. But I just want to talk about this draft in general real quick before I really dive into the picks. Uh, in fact, what I'm going to do today is I'm going to talk about my three favorite picks and then my three least favorite picks. And then at the end, I'm just going to give it a few honorable mentions that almost made it as my favorite pick, as my favorite drafts. But yeah, this draft, I liked it a lot. Um, surprisingly, I was a little worried about, especially the technical aspect. I was really worried about that, that something was just going to cut out. I should have known as ESPN, they're not going to let something cut out like that. I was more worried about the coaches though, if these guys even know how to use technology. But they did, they did a good job. Um, the whole thing was really entertaining, actually. I really like to see these players in their homes with their families and seeing these coaches in their homes. It made everybody feel a lot more human and relatable, and I really like that because I feel like we always see them on the field or in commercials or on TV, what have you, and they seem like more than human, I guess. Um, and I don't know if that's true for everybody, but I feel like that's the case for a lot of people. You know, these guys, I don't want to say like gods, like Greek gods or whatever, that might sound stupid, but you know, I feel like we put them on this pinnacle in our society. And I'm not trying to get too deep here, but it was really nice to see them just being human with their families, getting picked, being happy. And then the, the draft-a-thon thing was fun, bringing on all these celebrities, athletes, and hosts and analysts just to talk about the draft and try to raise money for this coronavirus pandemic. And it was really nice to see, especially one of my favorite parts, actually, was seeing Roger Goodell in his home, <laughs> eating uh, M&Ms and then almost falling asleep on his armchair like, you know, halfway through. I think he changed his clothes. And I almost passed out on his armchair. So that was fun to see. Um, and I, because I'm, I'm not a big Roger Goodell fan. I'm really not. Um, but this made me like him a lot more than I actually did. I, I really, in a weird way, I came to like him after this. And that was probably a good thing. I feel like a lot of people don't like Roger Goodell so much. So maybe they feel the same. I don't know. I don't know. But I guess I'll get this started. Quit my rambling about this draft. Oh, actually, no, I'm not. I'm not going to quit my rambling about this draft. I'm actually going to talk about something real quick. I'm really curious to see what they're going to do next year. Because I feel like this year, a lot of people really like the draft. They like, like I said, that human element of it. And I'm really curious to see if they kind of find a way to mix that with the old draft format and kind of get it together. Because I, I, I know they do cameras of people's homes, like especially people who are picked in the second or third round or declined to come to the actual draft itself. But I'm, I wonder if they're going to try to wake, make, find a way to make it a bit more personal than it usually is and do it more like it was this time. So that'll be interesting to see. Okay, now, now my rambling about what I thought 
about the draft in general and how it worked is over. So be glad. Okay. So first I'm going to go over my favorite picks, uh, favorite drafts, excuse me, for, for three teams. First team I'm going to go over is the Jaguars. I like this draft a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. First of all, they had two fantastic first-round picks. The first one was C.J. Henderson. They got him earlier in the first round. C.J. Henderson's probably the second-best corner in this draft. He's really talented out of Florida. Really, really good player. Um, I was surprised they didn't go Javon Kinlaw here. I know they needed help on the defensive line. Uh, their interior defensive line is weak. They lost Clayus Campbell this year because he went to the Ravens. But it's really it was it was really interesting to me. But the more I thought about it, the more sense it made. I had a feeling they were gonna. I thought this is what I thought. All right. So obviously, I, I maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. But Clavon Chase on they got towards the end. I thought it was gonna be the opposite. I thought because of the depth of this corner back class, they were gonna take a corner with their pick later on. I think they were in the uh, they're like twenty or something, and I think they they ended up trading back. But um, I could be complete. I I honestly should know that. I'm sorry. I apologize, but I know they were in the teens, and I know who they got, so that's all that matters, really. So, I thought they were going to take a defensive lineman early in the draft with that first pick, and they didn't. And I thought they were, I thought for sure they were going to get Javon Kinlaw, because I like Javon Kinlaw. He's talented on South Carolina. He's a good player. But they actually went C.J. Henderson, and the more I thought about it, the more it made sense to me, because they had Jalen Ramsey, right? And losing him, you know, they used to be like a really... He, Jalen Ramsey, obviously, again, one of the best corners in the game currently, if it wasn't for his attitude. But, yeah, I mean, they needed someone to come in and replace him right away because this year they were getting torn up. So I think that was a really smart move to go get C.J. Henderson. I think he can step in day one, fill the shoes. He's an immediate starter. And then looking at Kalevon Chase on, somehow he slid, slid all the way down. I guess it makes sense because I had him going to the Cowboys at uh, 17. And I guess it makes sense that he kept going because the Cowboys, you know, they got CD Lamb and stuff. So it made it made sense to me. I I, I was a little surprised though because he's a really good player. He has a lot of upside. Uh, he's a pretty raw prospect. He's fast. He's twitchy off the off the uh, edge. And he wore number eighteen at LSU, which some people might not know, but at LSU that means you're high leadership quality, and you're a good character guy. So I think it made a lot of sense for them to go corner then defensive lineman, and I think Kalevon Chason is going to be a force, and I think he's going to replace Yannick Ngakwe, because let's face it, Yannick Ngakwe is probably out, especially after what happened with him calling out the owner's son and everything, and they were going at it on Twitter. It was pretty childish. It was funny, but it was like childish. Like, come on, dude, can't you just call up? And then I know he's probably requested least, and I know he's probably done it a thousand times, but going out on Twitter only hurts your image, and I think the owner's son did mention that and said, like, it's going to hurt your image or whatever, but it was, it was, it was, it was kind of stupid. I don't know. Then, second round, Jags went out and got LaVisca Chenault. I think LaVisca Chenault's really talented. A friend of mine, high on LaVisca Chenault, loves LaVisca Chenault. Um, he did have some questions because he was injured for uh, last season, and that really hurt his draft stock and made him slip. I think if he wasn't injured, which is like a lot to say, you know, wasn't injured, but I think if he wasn't injured, um, and there weren't so many questions around his injury. He could have been a first-round talent. I think somebody could have taken him in the first round. But I like him a lot. Pairing him with DJ Chark is going to be really good. Gardner Minshew throwing the rock. I like that a lot for that offense. Then they got Ben Barch, who's a former tight end, actually. He came out of a 
a D3 school. And it's really interesting. Yeah, St. Saint, Saint John's he came out of. I, li- I like him because I think that being a uh, former tight end and then moving to the interior offensive line, uh, not interior, excuse me, on the offensive line, and then I think he's an offensive tackle. He is an offensive tackle, yeah. So putting him there, I mean, that's a good shift in my opinion. He's got he's a big body guy. He's strong. He's got good footwork. Being a tight end, you gotta have the good work, footwork, good mobility, good speed. He has that. I think though he's not a day one starter. Obviously, I mean they got him in round four, but I I most certainly like him. And you know what? I I just remembered actually. This is the same guy who made that really weird, uh, really strange smoothie concoction with like the eggs and the Gatorade and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, that's definitely something interesting about his character, but I like that pick. I think it's a good pick. I think, yeah, six six three oh nine. like dude's a unit. Dude's an absolute unit. If you let him sit, learn the system, work on his strength, I think that pick could really, really pan out for, uh, for Jacksonville. And then let's also talk about Shaq Quarterman. I like Shaq Quarterman. I think he's a good player. Good good help at linebacker. I mean, he was a four-year starter uh, at Miami. And, I mean, look, they, they, they certainly need help at linebacker. There, there's nobody who really jumped. Miles Jack is good. But um, they definitely could use some more help at middle linebacker. I'm not middle, excuse me, just linebacker in general. But I really, really like Shaq Quarterman. I like that pick. He's a good linebacker. And real quick, I just want to highlight that the Jaguars had 12 picks in this draft. 12 picks. They got 12 players. That's a lot of players to add depth and talent to your roster. And if even half of those guys pan out to be starters, that's a great draft. Great, great draft. So yeah, I like the Jags a lot. Now let's move on to my next favorite draft, which is the Dallas Cowboys. Now, at first, the pick for CeeDee Lamb was a little questionable to me. I think it still is. Uh, I get that it's a value pick. You can't piss up on him. He was considered the best receiver in the draft. I just don't think the Cowboys needed help, and number one talent help at wide receiver. It wouldn't hurt. It wouldn't hurt for sure. But I think they could have got someone who would fill a need better. But again, I get it's a value pick. Okay, now having Amari Cooper, uh, Gallup, and CeeDee Lamb is going to be a great group on offense. Then pair that with Ezekiel Elliott and Dak, if he can throw the ball accurate, which is a, still a, a lingering question that people have. I think that could be a really good group. Good trio, wide receiver, good running back. Get Dak's, get Dak, getting Dak the help that he needs, you know, as long as he doesn't overthrow the, the ball as he has done in the past. Also, second round, like this pick a lot, Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs, I think, is really talented. He slipped a little bit in this draft. Originally, people had him as one of the top corners, and then, like I said, he slid. But I think it's just this cornerback class is so deep. It's such a rich cornerback class that I think a lot of these guys, no matter how talented they are, we're going to go to the second or third round. And that's what happened. He went in the second round. But I like Trayvon Diggs. He's a nice, good-sized corner. Uh, I think he can step in and fill the hole that Byron Jones left because, you know, Byron Jones went to Miami. He left this year. And I he'll be paired up with Chidobe Awuze, which I think will be nice. I think that'll be a really good look for the defense. And then there's also two more picks here that I like a lot that are just fill the need 
Uh, I think they make a lot of sense. Neville Gilmore, uh, the Cowboys lost uh, Robert Quinn and Malik Collins this year. So I think by getting Neville Gilmore, that makes a whole lot of sense. Fill up with those two guys left behind. He's a big guy. He's a really good, he's a good defensive tackle. He was one of the top, I would say, like five, six guys in this draft at the defensive tackle position. And then Tyler Biadas. Now, I could be butchering that, so please excuse me if I did butcher that. But uh, he's going to come in and fill the shoes of Travis Frederick, who was the center for Dallas, who just retired. Uh, now, what's interesting about Tyler Biadas, again, could be butchering it, so excuse me, but he had knee surgery. So that definitely has some question marks around him. But I mean, if he could stay healthy... He's definitely one of the best center prospects in this draft. I would say top three center prospect in this draft because there's not a whole lot. Of, I mean, Cesar Ruiz, like, he's really good. Probably the best center in this draft. But I do like Tyler Biadas a lot. And he was selected a little later on in the fourth round, to be precise. And I think that was a good pick there. I think that was good value for them and a good fit for them, especially in the fourth round. And then fifth round, they got Bradley and nay, in three years, he had 27.5 sacks. Very talented player who, I'm a little surprised, slid all, slid all the way to the fifth. Excuse me. But yeah, I'm the Cowboys need help. I mean, they have Demarcus Lawrence, who they just signed to a mega contract, and I don't think he performed as well as he should have this year. But putting Bradley and A on the other side now would be really nice. So think about it now. You know, got Bradley and A, Neville Gilmore, and then Demarcus Lawrence. I like that group. I think that's a nice group on the defensive line. I really like this Cowboys draft. You know, the more I think about it, I do. I really do. And now these are, I'm just highlighting the players that I like the best out of their picks. But, you know, I really, I like this draft for Dallas. Jerry Jones, you know, I'm not a big fan of Jerry Jones. I think he's too into controlling the team. You know, he's the owner, the GM, the this, that, sometimes head coach, I guess. <laughs> Just kidding, no. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm not the biggest Jerry Jones guy. But I think he had a really good draft from his little yacht or whatever. I don't know. He looked like he was on the Tantive 4, but I liked it. Yeah, I like it. All right, Carolina. Last team that I liked a lot. Last team whose draft I liked a lot. First of all, let's talk about the, my favorite four picks here. I love these first four picks that they got. It was all defense. First was Derek Brown. They needed help on that defensive line. I wanted them to get Derek Brown when I made my mock draft, and they got him. And man, he's going to be good for them. I think he's going to be do a really good job of creating pressure and collapsing the pocket from the inside, getting pressure on the run, and I think he's he's going to be a really big cornerstone on that defense. Then in the second round, they went and got Yator Gross Matos, who is one of the best pass rushers in this draft out of Penn State. Kid's, kid's an animal. Kid's an absolute animal. Think about him and Derek Brown on the same line. Whew, scary. Scary, scary, scary for quarterbacks and running backs. And then let's go to later on in the second round. They got Jeremy Chin, who is a steal at this point. He's 6'3", 221. So guy's pretty big for being a safety. And what I like a lot about him is that he has the ability to come down and support against the run. You know, how many safeties you see can make a tackle or are only dropping back in the pass. But this guy, not scared to get dirty. He is not scared to get down and dirty with the big men up front, with the linebackers. 
back them up and make a tackle when it counts. And I love that. I love that. I love guys who love to tackle. And then they got Troy Pride later on. Again, a Troy, now I don't want to sound biased here because I like Notre Dame, but I like Troy Pride. I, I think he was a. I, one of the things I liked about him is that he was going to slide. Um, I liked the fact that some team would get him later on and get an absolute steal. I was hoping that Raiders were going to get him later on because I am a Raiders fan. We didn't. That's okay. We got Amik Robertson, who I think is an absolute steal. Absolute steal. But yeah, I think Troy Pride will be really good. They just lost Bradbury this year to the Giants. So I like how they're building that defense. And to me, it speaks to me in two ways. It speaks to me in the fact that, A, they could be trying to get Teddy Bridgewater. They trust him. They have him. They trust him. Big Teddy B. They signed him to a pretty decent contract. But it also tells me, what if the reason they addressed defense this whole draft is because next year, they want the man himself, Trevor Lawrence, the long-haired king. I don't know. It's a possibility. I mean, I don't know if they're going to tank. Also, Trevor, in my opinion, I like him a lot. I like his mentality. I like his talent. But this year, he wasn't as good this year as last year. I don't know if it's just because teams kind of knew his play style now. Maybe he didn't have as much help. I don't know. I don't know. Still a good player, though. Still think he's going to be top quarterback next year. No doubt about it. Keep him in Carolina. That's all I'm saying. Keep him in Carolina and go to the Panthers. All right, now let's get to uh, let's get to the, the picks I didn't like. First up, a friend of mine's not going to be very happy. He's not going to be happy about this at all. Green Bay Packers. This draft was stank. Like, big stank. I did not like this draft at all. First of all, they traded it up to get Jordan Love, and I get what they're doing. They're going to try to do the Patrick Mahomes thing. You know, everybody's going to be trying to do this Patrick Mahomes thing now. And I guess the Packers really started that trend of getting a quarterback, having him sit for a year or two, and then starting because you know that happened with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. But I'm not I'm not high on Jordan Love. I'm not. I'm not. But, listen, Aaron Rodgers is getting old. So, in a way, I get this pick, even though it's going to make Aaron Rodgers so mad. I, I already know. He's going to be peeved. He's going to maybe want to leave. Brett Favre talked about him maybe wanting to leave. He knows Aaron. I think Aaron's a bit of a jerk. I love, don't, don't get me wrong, he is not a bad player at all. I love the way he plays. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks, skill-wise, in the NFL. But I just, personality, man, personality, character. I'm a big person on character. I like guys who have good, good character, and Aaron just does not. Let's move to the next pick in the second round. A.J. Dillon, running back. Kidding me? Seriously. I mean, you have Jamal Williams, got Aaron Jones, was running back what you needed. Now, a friend of mine brought up a good point. Uh, He's a Green Bay fan, which was that they are not going to be able to afford Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams and still be able to afford some of their good players on their defensive, defensive side of the ball. But, you know, I really think about it. Really do. I really have been thinking about it, and I don't like it. I really don't like it. Because, I mean, come come on. You're going to really let Aaron Jones walk Jamal Williams. Well, I get if you let one of them walk, you don't have to sign both. Keep Aaron Jones. And I guess that makes sense that if you want A.J. Dillon, 
but I don't know. I just think that they needed a wide receiver. They needed someone to help Aaron. Seriously. They they have Javante Adams, top five, maybe even top three receiver in this league. And the dude has no help. No help. All right, the next pick I want to highlight is Josiah DeGuara. Are you kidding me? Now, what's really flabbergasting about this pick is the fact that the Packers came out and said that what they're going to actually do with Josiah DeGuara, who's listed as a tight end when he was drafted, was move him to fullback. Have him play fullback. Are you act? Are you kidding me? You're telling me the Packers went out and drafted Josiah DeGuara, who's a tight end, to move him to fullback. So essentially, they drafted a fullback in the third round of this draft. It's got to be a joke. I mean, it's, it's got to. I, I have no other way to, to understand it. How did you not get Aaron help? In, this whole, in their whole draft, they didn't get a wide receiver. Are you kidding me? I really can't. I really don't know how that's possible. I really don't. Two picks I wasn't. I didn't mind was Jake Hansen and John Runyon. Aaron needs the help. He needs to be blocked for. He's getting old. If he gets hit too hard, he's going to break something. But man, those first three picks, usually, you know, the way I think about the first three picks, at least, I mean, two of the three, but you got to have three of those picks. Two, let's say two out of the three. Two out of the three have to be starters. Day one. Have to try to come in and be starters. At least compete. At least compete. It doesn't have to be every time, but you're telling... Josh DeGuara might start at fullback, all right, we'll see. You're telling me A.J. AJ Dillon's not going to start until Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams are gone. He might get a couple reps, but uh, Jordan, Jordan Love's not going to play until Aaron's gone, and it's just, I don't know, a lot of questions about this draft, and I guess it's Matt LaFleur taking over and trying to turn the team into his image. And who knows, I mean, it might work out for them. We'll see. But not just not getting help at receiver really astonished me. Really, really astonished me. It's definitely with the first three picks, especially the Josiah DeGuara pick. That one, man. I don't know. All right, let's move on now. This is making me depressed. Eagles. The Eagles went out and got Jalen Rigor. And Justin Jefferson was still on the board. Now, I know some people like... Uh, I have some questions about Justin Jefferson because he played with Joe Burrow uh, and that really, really good LSU offense. They were great. But I I still think Justin Jefferson's really, really talented. Now, this is... this is Jalen Rewar did not have as many yards or receptions as Justin Jefferson, but what he did have that did hurt his production was Max Dugan. Now, I could be pronouncing that wrong. Max Duggan. Who, on... Jalen Rigor, 30.7% of his targets were inaccurate for Max Duggan. So who knows? Maybe his production would have been better if he had Joe Burrow, which, alright, that was stupid. Maybe his production would have been better if he had a better quarterback, which is most certainly true. But still, I don't know how you pass him on Justin Jefferson when he's on the board. Come on. And then, oh, this, is, this, is, this was the craziest pick of the draft. Now, I'm sure you all know what I'm talking about when it comes to the Eagles. They went out and got Jalen Hurts. In the second round, and that to me was such a slap in the face to Carson Wentz. 
I don't see how they're going to be able to use Jalen Wentz. I people are like, oh, they're going to use him in a Tyson Taysom Hill type of offense and plunk him in at receiver or running back. And to me, that's that's not what Jalen Hurts is. He said in multiple interviews, I'm not. A, I'm a quarterback. I am a quarterback. You think he's really going to be happy with that? I mean, come on. This guy is competitive. He's not going to want to be sitting behind Carson Wentz. And I get it. Carson Wentz can be hurt sometimes. Yeah, a lot of the times. But he's good. He had a good season this year. This year, I think it was... Now, I, I, I'm I pretty sure I'm 100% correct about this. I don't think he had a receiver that passed 500 yards. That is insane. Can you think about that? It reminds me of the year that Chiefs had uh, their first touchdown by a wide receiver. was like in week 12 or 14. It, it's like that. That's what it really reminds me of. Because he has no one. He had, like, everybody was hurt this year on the Eagles. They would have been a good team if not everybody was hurt, but they were all hurt. I feel bad for him. I think he's a good quarterback. I do. He's a big guy, big body, but he's mobile. Man, I really want him to succeed. I do. And I think maybe you could say it's lighting a fire under his ass because it'll get him to try to perform better. But I don't know. I still think it's a bit disrespectful to do that to him. And I think that pick was unnecessary. They probably could have got him a little later on. I don't know, though. Could be wrong, but... Did they really need him that bad? I mean, come on. Even if you didn't take him there, you could have got somebody else. Right? Did they really need Jalen Hurts that bad? Carson Wentz is Carson Wentz is 27 years old, dude. Like, come on. Don't move on from him yet. Give the guy a chance. <sighs> Gets me heated. Now, I will say... I like the Kayvon Wallace pick, and I like the Prince Tegawanogo pick. I did like those. Later came later on. I do like those, but overall, not not a fan of this draft. Even like the Davion Taylor pick, linebacker in the third round, they got him. Uh, he's he's pretty good in in pass coverage, but when it comes to run support, it's just it needs to develop, and it it, it can. I'm not gonna say it's not going to, because it, it can. I got I gotta give the guy a chance to get into the NFL, but. These picks, man. These picks. Not a big fan. Alright, let's move to my last, least favorite draft class. And I have another friend who's not going to be happy about this. But, it's the Seattle Seahawks. Now, I feel like every year the Seattle Seahawks, I don't want to say don't have a good draft, but always have like kind of a questionable draft. Like, this even goes back to, like, when they got Richard Sherman and Russell Wilson and all those guys in, like, virtually the same draft. A lot of people were mad about that. And look how that turned out for them. It turned out really well. But over the past few years, they always trade out of the first round, which I get it, you know, getting some picks, but they always get a running back, and I'm I'm, I'm actually shocked. I'm, I'm actually kind of shocked that I shouldn't be, but I kind of am that they didn't get a running back. But let me just run through real quick who they took. So in the first round, they took Jordan Brooks. They took him at 27. You know who was still on the board and was picked at 28? Patrick Queen. Patrick Queen is a phenomenal linebacker. Jordan Brooks is not better than Patrick Queen. Let's not, let's not have these hey uh, dreams, delusions of grandeur. There we go. About Jordan Brooks. He's going to be good. I think he's going to be decent. But Patrick Queen is going to be phenomenal. He's going he's gonna to kill people. Playing as the Ra- playing for the Ravens, that's gonna be a great defense with Clayus Campbell on there. Mm. Mm, them boys, mm. 
And Seahawks passed on him. And you know, you know, it's funny, actually. I don't even think the Seahawks really needed help at linebacker. Now, they did get Quinton Dunbar, and they have Quaid, uh, Quandre Diggs, excuse me, in their secondary. So they're looking pretty good there. I think Quinton, Quinton Dunbar is underrated. But their defensive line could certainly use some help, and their offensive line could definitely use some help because their offensive line is always terrible. Russell Wilson's always scrambling. I really don't know how Russell Wilson isn't in a wheelchair by now because uh, his back must be brutalized from carrying the team as long as he has. So I don't know how they didn't address one of those needs there. I get Jordan Brooks is a decent player, but I get even if they took Patrick Queen again, Patrick Queen, but I don't want to dwell on that for too long. All right, Damian Lewis, not a bad pick. I get what they were going for, building the interior of the line. Got him in third round. All right, there you go. Filled my need. Filled my need of getting someone on the offensive line. But then in the second round, so before this Damian Lewis pick, I'm sorry, I, the way I wrote them. But uh, Darrell Taylor was picked. He's a project player. He's a big project on the edge. He's not going to come in day one, I think, and make an immediate impact. He's going to take some time to develop, and who knows if he even does develop. He has an upside for sure, but it's a risk. It was a big risk, actually, I think. And I'm just not a huge fan of it. Really not a huge fan of those first two picks, especially. Third pick's all right. Get that interior line help. But, yeah, those those first two picks really didn't agree with me. Really did not agree with me. All right. That was enough depression for me. I'm kind of sad thinking about these these draft picks that I didn't like. Even a bad taste in my mouth. So what I want to talk about real quick is honorable mentions. Because there were three teams, too, that I really, actually, really, really liked their draft. So I want to talk about those real quick because I don't want to leave them out. I don't want to leave them out. First one is the Vikings. Man, did they kill it. Man, did they kill it. They got Justin Jefferson in the first round. And they traded back to 31 because they were, like, 20, 25. So they traded back, or 26, excuse me. Uh, They traded back, no, 25, I think. It doesn't matter. So, trade back, 31. I got Jeff Gladney, who I like a lot. I, another player I wanted the Raiders to get. I like Jeff Gladney a lot. I think that'll replace their Xavier Rhodes scenario, and I think getting Justin Jefferson immediately comes in and replaces the loss of Stefan Diggs. So I think those are two great value picks and need fillers. And then they went and got Ezra Cleveland later on. Ezra Cleveland's a good tackle. Probably top five in this class. Not, all right, never mind. No, not top five. Excuse me. Top 10 in this class. Good, good player. Good for that. Because, dude, another quarterback that was getting destroyed all year. Another one. Kirk Cousins, my boy, Captain Kirk. You like that. The man himself. He was getting, oh my gosh, running all over, obliterated. His offensive line was terrible this year. Absolutely terrible. But they got Ezra Cleveland, so I think it'll be nice for them. Help him out. And they went and got another corner who I like, Cam Dantzler, Cameron Dantzler. Put him on the opposite side of Jeff Gladney. You got a nice pairing there. Real nice pairing. So I like that Vikings draft a lot. Another team I like to talk about is the Arizona Cardinals. Now, I don't want to sound like I'm cheating because they didn't draft him, but they traded their second round pick for DeAndre Hopkins. And they got rid of the David Johnson contract. So. I guess that's that's kind of like in the free agency thing. I talked about that in my free agency art- article. If you haven't seen it, check it out. But 
yeah, so if you could consider DeAndre Hopkins as one of their draft picks, but then they got Isaiah Simmons to somehow fall to them at eight, and they, they pulled the trigger and got him. Pulled the trigger and got him. Why not? I mean, why not? I wouldn't. Kidding me? But, yeah, he's going to be a Swiss Army knife on their defense. Swiss Army knife. Play safety, play slot corner, can maybe play a corner on the outside if he needs to. Linebacker, he's going to be all over the place. And I think Cliff Kingsbury is going to have a lot of fun with him. You know, he likes a creative piece on his team. You know, he's got Kyler Murray who can run, who can throw. A little guy, but he's good. And now Isaiah Simmons. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness gracious. That's going to be that's gonna be great for him. I, I can already tell he was sitting in that big mega mansion that he had. And uh, I, I can tell that he was happy. I could tell that he was not, not because he was in this mega mansion, but because uh, he got the guys he wanted. Also, I want to bring up two more picks that the Cardinals had, which was Josh Jones, offensive tackle out of Houston. Get Kyler Murray that protection. They got it. They got it. They got it. They got it. I liked it a lot. Kyler Murray, another guy, he wasn't like as bad as Kirk Cousins. It wasn't as bad as Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins' offensive line. Let's not get carried away. But I did, I like Josh Jones. I liked, honestly, I would have liked any offensive tackle here. I'm not going to lie to you. Just get Kyler Murray. That's some help. Protect your young quarterback. And they got uh, Lecky Fatu, too. I, I could have pronounced that wrong. So, excuse me. From Utah, defensive tackle. Again, just a nice addition to their defensive line. Nice addition to their defense. And then now I'm going to jump to my last team. I know what you're thinking. Who could it be? Who's this last team? It's honorable mention. I'll tell you. It is the Cincinnati Bengals. Man, I went back and I looked at, at this, their draft, especially their first four picks. And I, I, I actually loved it. I actually, I, they could maybe push somebody out, to be completely honest. They may push out, excuse me, damn, I don't want to say they push out the Jags, but maybe they could, maybe they could push out Carolina, it's my favorite one, let's take a look at it, first of all, they've got the best quarterback, best player in this draft class, which is Joe Burrow, kid's going to come in day one, absolutely dominate the league for however many years that he's going to play, then they got T. Higgins to support Joe Burrow, they got T. Higgins now, they got A.J. Green, and then Joe Mixon. Mm-mm-mm. What an offense that will be to watch. Now, T. Higgins, I, I like his pick here because I don't think he's a first-round talent. He looked pretty freaking soft to me in the national championship game. Real soft. It didn't look like he wanted to be out there, to be honest. And then they got Logan Wilson in the third round, inside linebacker. Logan Wilson's good. Logan Wilson's real good. I like that pick a lot. I think, listen, I think they need everything on that team. So I'm not going to say. Yeah, they need, obviously, I'm going to say they need him for every player that they went on drafted, but Logan Wilson, man. I like what I've seen from that kid. And then Akeem Davis Gaither. Now, I, he's good. Again, I know I said that a lot. Outside linebacker. Pairing him now with Logan Wilson. Oh, my lord. That'll be nice. He um, understand now. I think what's good about him though is he's not just kind of like, kind of just doesn't sit back and do run support. He can he can get up on the line. He can rush. In fact, that's what he is. He's a I think he's a pass rusher. I mean his cover skills aren't bad, but he's a pass rusher. He's gonna be able to get pressure. Mm. 
Now I'm just looking at this list right now, this draft. Good God. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. App State. Keem Davis Gathers. Paired up with Logan Wilson. I know I'm lingering on this a little bit. I'm sorry about that. It's just... I kind of wish that I put them in my top favorite because I uh, the more and more I look at this, man, I like it. Jordan Brooks. Jordan Brooks. Jeez, that's going to depress me. I want to go back to that. Logan Wilson. Excuse me. Logan Wilson. Good tackler. Good in pass coverage. Pair him up with pass rushing, yet good in cover. Akeem Davis Gathers. Man. Mm-mm-mm. We plan on that team. Mad next year. All right, guys, so, yeah, I've I was just been rambling about the linebackers that they drafted, so I don't want to get too carried away with that. There you have it. couple drafts I liked, a couple drafts I didn't like. And, oh, I know what you're probably thinking. What did I think about my team's draft? Duretas. Now, see, I didn't really want to... I was, I was on the fence about including them in this because I didn't want it to seem like I'm being biased. But I'm going to give a brief rundown real quick of what I think about their picks. Real quick, real quick. I'm just going to say, yeah, no, okay. Henry Ruggs, I like it. Speed, CeeDee Lamb was on the board. I'm just going to do it real quick. Sorry. Cut myself off. I'm just going to do it real quick. Okay, so Henry Ruggs, liked him. Really quick guy on the outside. Move maybe in this, have him move him wherever. Fast. Fast, fast guy. Get this, that explosion we need on the offense because that's what we lacked a lot last year was a deep threat someone who could really be explosive even someone like a slant route or a dig route or something so that's gonna be really nice to see damon arnett bit of a reach a lot of people thought it was a reach i've been doing more and more research on damon arnett even though i do think it was a reach i like this pick i think he's gonna be really talented he only gave up one touchdown at four years he allowed like the lowest passer rating out of like any corner and i think he was i think i saw somewhere Actually, I'm not going to bring this up because I could be wrong about it, so I don't want to bring it up. Never mind. Okay. Third round, we got Lynn Bowden Jr. This was a little questionable to me, but I think what we're going to use him as is a Swiss Army knife on our offense. So we could plug him in. He's going to start as running back. That's what Mike Mayock said. Plug him in at running back, maybe shift him out to receiver, have him come in as a Wildcat quarterback. You could shift him all around. Fast guy, smart, very knowledgeable about the game because he played quarterback, so I like that pick a lot. Brian Edwards. A player who slid, who I think is actually worthy of a second-round pick out of South Carolina. Big receiver, win 50-50 catches. I think he's going to challenge Tyrell Williams for the wide receiver two spot. Tanner Muse, guy who's a little flat-footed. I think we could have got someone better there. I really do. But it's it's for special teams, you know. He's going to be a special teams captain. He's also probably going to take reps as weak side linebacker. He's going to probably mix in with Markel Lee and Nick Morrow. So I, I don't hate it, but I'm not a huge fan either. John Simpson, offensive guard. This, to me, signals that maybe Gabe Jackson might be on the way out. I know they were shopping him for a little while, but he could be on officially on the way out now with this John Simpson pick because we have good depth. We have Denzel, Denzel Good, who's on that uh, interior line group who played really well last year, and Lester Cotton, too. They both played really well last year when Gabe Jackson was hurt. And then last, maybe, not my favorite pick. Maybe, maybe. Favorite pick of this Raiders draft. Round four, pick 33 out of Louisiana Tech. Abik Robertson, corner. Guy's small, that's why he slid. If he was a little taller, maybe a little bit girthier, could have slid up. Maybe like the second round, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know. 
but he's good. He's going to be really good. I think he's really going to give LaMarcus Joyner a run for his money at slot corner because LaMarcus Joyner really did not impress last year, and we have him to a pretty sizable contract. So if we could trade him away, maybe. Trade him away, get a pick, or get a player. But man, I'm excited because I think what they did now, the Raiders have a lot of peace guys that they have a lot of good guys already. We have a really good offensive line. Derek Carson still our quarterback to all the haters. He's still our quarterback. And Josh Jacobs, great running back. Receivers, the only thing we need help in, we addressed it. Corner, we need to help in, we addressed it. Safety, don't really need help in. Linebacker, we addressed it in free agency. So I was happy with this draft. It could have been better. Could have been a whole lot worse. So I was happy to see it. I was happy to see it. All right, guys. So I guess you know I'm gonna call it. A, I'm gonna call it a day on this podcast. Let me know what you think. And uh, thanks for sticking with me too. I know I probably made some mistakes here and there, but I'm gonna I'm gonna keep working on it. I'm gonna keep maybe try to prepare a little bit better next time. If anybody has pointers, feel free to shout them out. As long as it's not you suck, don't do this again. But thanks again for listening to the first podcast of the Couch Coach. I, I think I mentioned it earlier. If I didn't. Here it is again. Go check out my Twitter handle at CouchCoachCon. Couch with a C, Coach with a K, then C-O-N. No caps, no underscores, no nothing. CouchCoachCon. You can see some of my other posts there. I I did like one or two during the draft, but I did a couple articles so far, three, and I'm going to try to do some more. I might do one for the MLB, but this is going to go up on the site, and then we're going to see how it goes from there, see how much likes and views this thing gets. Probably not a lot, but we'll see. So I'm rambling again, but you know what? What whatever. It's quarantine. Got nothing else to do. Thanks guys. Thanks for listening. And uh catch you next time on the couch.